You two, uh, you, t- you two dig up dinosaur bones. <laughs> <laughs> how was your, do you, how was your day off today? <sighs> Good man. You know, I have a, I have a saying. Think of a project and how much time it's going to take you, and then double it. I spent. Uh, you like still working on that door? Or I finished. Else? I finished it today. Yeah. Oh, good. You finished it today, though. Yes. The reason why is because in between I had to paint, and then I I kind of went getting the door was an impulse because the door just kind of decided to fall apart this week and, and Lindsay <laughs> said it's so funny because i was thinking about your house and i was like i don't remember that door ever looking like raggedy <laughs> or anything. it on the inside I guess it, it was probably fine. the garage side than the house yeah, side right you'd yeah. never yeah unless you went into the garage walked out or walked and on that shut the door exactly you would have never it was yeah. just nasty it was all bubbly and the uh, yeah so it's time so i ended up having to go back to home depot oh yeah that's another thing it double the time <laughs> that you're estimating <laughs> and then back <laughs> <laughs> and back to Home Depot at least twice. Yeah. So I finished it today. A couple of coats of paint. Did all the finish work with the. It's been tough too because it's been so humid here. <laughs> it's. Uh, I had to leave the door open all night because the rain would have battered it. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's. Uh, it's been pretty bad. But it's off. The, it's off as of today. Of like five o'clock. Finished. Awesome, dude. Done. Yeah. We had a big big weekend too. Um. And I sent you a picture of me last night just being dead tired in the kids room. But uh, Saturday, we uh, took their beds down in terms of like broke them down to their bare essentials. Uh, Well, let's see. Wednesday, we went to Ikea, picked up a bunk bed, two boxes, laid them up on the wall. Saturday morning, we tore their beds down, brought them downstairs, built the bunk bed. And then went to a Kings game Jeez. <laughs> and then got the kids into their bed that night. And then uh, it was basically, you know how it is when you like move all the furniture and take, you know, we had two beds down here in all sorts of disarray in the living room. And then their room was a huge mess. Oh, so yeah. all Sunday and basically all today was clean up laundry, all that type of stuff. So, um, but pretty stoked. I'm going to hang some lights and stuff this week. Potty training week this week for Ke- Keaton. So, I mean, did, did you get rid of PTO that? Doing that. Did you get rid of that lamp that he <laughs> said Wesley was touching the wires and goes, "Whoa, sparks!" Oh no, it's still there, but that's what that's gonna come out. Yeah, it's gonna get replaced. All right, good. <laughs> but but it it has not arced since then. Since then, I electrical taped it up. I ran it really neatly down the seams of the wall and stuff, and they haven't touched it. Good, so. good. <laughs> It's sparking. Yeah, it's only 110 volts, man. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, anyway, big, big weekend over here, which is yeah. why we uh, I mean, to the listeners is transparent, but uh, to us, we. Yeah. So it. you you and I both made good use of the three day weekend. Yeah, man. Yeah. And today, what was it? It's on Mastodon. That's that equivalent of. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's the equivalent. What was supposed it's to replace Twitter? It's a federated. Twitter. I don't even know what that means, but it is like a federated version of Twitter. Okay. I think it's like a mixture of Twitter and Reddit in that like there's different communities. So like we're Jimmy Eat Pod at Mastodon.social, which I think Mastodon.social is filled now. Like you can't. 
you can't go get an at mastodon.social. You can go and join anyone's server. And maybe yeah. it's like Discord in that way, too. It's like people can start their own instance on Mastodon. I don't know what any of these things are. I hope maybe you do. But there's instances. <laughs> and mastodon.social is the instance upon which Jimmy Eat Pod's Mastodon account is. No clue. So, in I, fact, like when you sent me that link, I clicked it and it went to a GitHub. And so I've worked in I've worked in software development and web design, web development for but you know, I'd say at least a decade. Visited GitHub, no clue how it Every works. time I go to GitHub, I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> what I do is I'll go and find like the archive, which is basically a zip of their what they've posted, their mm-hmm. what did the repo or what is it called? Sure. That sounds like words the that they push. Used. Yeah, they use push, get. Sure. So I've I've done things. I followed directions on how to like clone GitHub, whatever they are. You know, like and, if something is open source, GitHub is not far behind. Right. right. <laughs> so it was neat. It was neat to see that. I, w- I went straight to the video because I was like, I need to see this. I don't want to. I don't want to clone this and try and run it on my machine because I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, it's uh, funny. Yeah, I clicked the link that I sent you, and I, I think it took me to like it. It should have just taken you to the Mastodon post. It. Did, but I went and saw oh, that he did. But have then a- the person was talking about right. So yeah, it's another podcast that has a similar search function that we have. You, see, I didn't even click that. I just read his Mastodon post. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that sounds like what you what you built, Justin. Yeah. So you I w- literally went and to go look at what yeah, they did. I see. Exactly. I see. I see. But you know, like there's things that I know about that n- not necessarily the people use. Like I've been also hosting websites for a long time, and there's this service that I've been using that's. Um, I, another acronym you may not be familiar with, but there's um, a VP, VPS, so a virtual mm-hmm. private server. And the okay. way when I describe that to clients, I'll just say, look, you're going to have your own IP address, your own server. It's you. That's it. You're the only website that's on there. That's like, uh, okay, so like we're on um, HostGator, and that's right. a shared server. Exactly. So like we exist on a com- on a computer along with probably hundreds and hundreds of other websites. Exactly. So and a virtual private virtual private server is different than a private server, which is like I have a computer here running at my house all the time. Right. Like they have a supercomputer that's able to virtually create little blocks that would you and I as human beings would say, this is an amazingly fast and powerful server, but it's just like a piece of their main one. Yeah. And this is what people don't understand is like the internet literally is like big computers. server buildings in the middle of the desert that are manned by like two people. Yeah, and, and the cloud—the and, cloud is basically—it has to go to a machine, even though the it's cloud virtual. is a physical machine somewhere yeah. with right. some sort of technical management. Yeah, and so coming from yeah. traffic school, and then we had we leased out a spot down on one Wilshire, um, so I would have to go down there every couple of months and just kind of check it out. But it's like a physical location, and we were paying a decent amount of money. So when I moved some of my personal websites onto my own server, like let's say HostGator. You go to for a VPS and it's like 30, 40 bucks a month. It's not cheap. No, um, like because we're paying 12 bucks a month or something. For sure. Yeah. Maybe it's and even that's upwards we, like 100 That's why bucks. we MacGyvered our way into this podcast. Because yes. I was like, well, we already own server space. Can't we run the podcast on that? Yeah. And the answer is technically. <laughs> technically. We found a way <laughs> around Justin it. luckily knew the technical yeah. part of it. Yeah. And this uh, this service that I'm using, I have a couple of clients' websites on there. It's super cheap. So it's like five, $5. They just upped it to $6 a month for your own VPS and another dollar for uh, daily backups. Um, so it's six bucks for a VPS, right? The thing is, though, you have to like spin it up. 
you have to create it. They basically give you space. And as long as it's on, you're getting charged. Like, you know, they go like however many cents a day it is upwards. Like if it's on, it's still running. Um, but you have to know how to set it up. And thankfully from my experience at web hosting there, like I was able to right. get it, but it's super cheap. It's not like HostGator where it's like install WordPress. It's like, no, you just get yeah. IP address slash I got to install, I got to install, like I'll, I'll install Ubuntu, um, yeah. you know, then I'll put in, I'll install PHP, I'll install Nginx. And then like when they were saying all these things like Postgres, SQL, MySQL, like things that I haven't talked with anyone about. Like I don't even (laughs) say those things anymore, but it was just neat hearing them talk about it. Um, But then I think like I've got my own little space and the the service is through DigitalOcean. So like everything is like ocean themed and and it's really cool. Um, But the one that I have, you can't get any kind of service there. They have like a community where you can ask questions, but they don't for what I'm paying for. You don't get any kind of um personalized service so it's like you're on your own so you can either just destroy it and start over if you screw up but that's it yeah um but if i mean if i wanted to i guess um they have them so they have them blocked off they're like so everything is not only is the artwork ocean themed but also the way that they have their tiered things they're all set up with these cool like um ocean names so i guess if i wanted to i could upgrade to like a higher dev ocean (laughs) (laughs) this is Jimmy Pod. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm so glad we got there. <laughs> we sped no expense. I found that also on one of my little nipple twisters over here. <laughs> that Neil Wilhelm, baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I found all kinds of weird ones over here. Hold on. Let me twist this nipple. Ah, oh, here it goes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Megan Golding. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. I don't know how to turn it off. Stop, <laughs> Megan. It's like an actual whole Megan Golding track. Stop, Megan. The quiet should be nice. Oh, man, but I might have to go to... There we go. Did you kill it? Did you kill Farago? <laughs> had to go stop it. It's not, uh... It's not, um... Reliable, these little nipple twisters. <laughs> I don't know what else to call him. That's what I feel like I'm doing over here. <laughs> you could call him a knob, but... Oh, God damn it! <laughs> anyway. You know what you should do is uh, cut this sound. Here we go. Is your original sound for musicians on? I believe so. Oh, right. no, it's not. There it is. There we go. I want to hear, I wanna hear you know, some... I think it I was, and then will. I hit record. So. Have we spared... There we go. There's Megan, how I want to hear her. There, yeah. Oh, Spad, no expense. I was able to edit her down, so now if I accidentally call her oh, up, oh yeah, nice. Just fade out. Nice. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't mean to step on you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, um, yeah, not a lot on this track here. Um, let me pull up a couple more things here. Um. But, um, you know, I'm glad that we had this. I mean, we have every track, but I'm glad that it was a uh invented track. It's been is this the last one? I believe it's our last invented it's the last track, one. Yeah, I'm, this is one of those where I mean, we'll get to, to the stats and everything, but I've, I've listened to this song more than I thought I did. Me too, and it's a jam. It um, is spoiler alert, a, yeah, dance, um, but yeah, dance we listened jam. to it in the car today. I told Susie, I was like, Oh, this is the song we're doing, and we both were like singing along. And like, 
I, I have some sound, some songs or bands that I think it sounds a lot like, um, and all that stuff. Oh, real quick. Um, I had reached out to Jim about work. He did end up responding. I don't yeah, know I saw, saw that. that. Yeah. But he responded late and he was like, oh, I got all kinds of stuff on that track. Sorry. <laughs> but so like he sort of left to sing, but not really, but it's okay. I did tell him we were doing this song, um, but he didn't get back to me. I also reached out to Doug Borman, who plays synthesizers on this song. And I'll tell you a little bit. I, let's get into the stats and I'll tell you a little bit. Unless all you have right. any other housekeeping. No, no, no. Okay. Song is Higher Devotion. There is an ASCAP page. Nothing incredible to look at. It's from the album Invented, track 4 of 12, released September 28th, 2010, produced by Mark Trombino and Jimmy Eat World, recorded at Unit 2 and Mark Trombino's house, written by Jimmy Eat World, sung by Jim, featuring Doug Borman on synthesizers. Does Borman surname sound familiar to you? It does. And I want to say we were talking me, about them. I couldn't them. figure it out. And I was like, Doug Borman? Who's Doug Borman? Why do I know Doug Borman? Jason Borman. Yeah. Is the name that we know. He recorded their 94 demo. So I find Doug Borman out here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And he, uh, DougBorman.com slash about. Doug Borman. Master of Sciences Licensed Associate Counselor, LAC. Doug received his master's degree in professional counseling from Grand Canyon University in 2017. Prior to his entrance into the world of mental health, he obtained his bachelor's degree in music from ASU and embarked on a 14-year career as a professional musician. He served as the director of music for several large churches and has been involved in ministry for the majority of his life. He feels this time serves his counseling career well because he worked with a wide variety of people from many different backgrounds. Doug's focus on mental health began in 2010 after a suicide of a close family member. He went to counseling shortly thereafter to help process that loss and learn more about himself. Since then, his studies have helped him achieve insight into his thought process and how it affects his emotions and behaviors. He has worked on addressing his core issues of insecurity, fear, frustration, and sadness, processing his family history, as well as celebrating the things that bring him the most joy uh, has also helped him achieve a healthy emotional balance. Doug believes that the most important way one can steward their time and God-given abilities is by working toward quality mental health. He feels greatly rewarded by the growth and progress of those with whom he's fortunate enough to work. Doug is a strong advocate for life-slash-work balance. I like that he puts life first. Uh, he spends his time with his wife, two children, friends, and co-workers, and pursues continued growth in his passions, music, and golf so this is the doug borman I, amazing I, here's the thing i don't know for sure but his age looks uh he, it, he looks to be of uh uh a uh contemporary of the gentleman in Jimmy world um his name matches the surname of the person that produced or recorded their 94 demo so i reached out to doug i've yet to hear back yet but I'm hoping uh, maybe we have an interview on this episode and it's Doug Borman. But um, I dig his I dig the cut of his jib. Yeah. Doug Borman. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, if he's related to Jason Borman, even cooler. We'll have some cool stuff to talk about. We'll see. Um, it is a DGC Interscope record release. Do I get a pickle with that music? No demo that I found. Did you find anything? Uh, no. And no proof that they ever played this out live unless you found anything. No. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people wanting this track live. Mm -hmm. Never this got it. This would be fun live. Yes. Um, there are two 
notable high notes that are obscured in the mix, a G sharp four and an F sharp four, and then a notable low note of F3. Uh, 47,000 listeners have scrabbled this 260.4 thousand times, 30 of which are from me. How many do you have? 97. Nice, dude. Um, What do the Spotify numbers say on this? Where does this land in the pantheon of invented tracks? So it's it's sitting pretty, man. Uh... Most of the tracks, aside from, let's say, My Best Theory is the outlier with 5.5 million. This one is at 1.3. Sits there with evidence, movie-like, stop, uh, cut, mm-hmm. all that. So it's it's sitting in there. So 1.3 yeah. million listens, plays. You know what I was thinking real quick? What was it? Um, I was listening to, this is a bit of housekeeping slash follow-up. Um the song Through, the one way getting out is through. I was listening to an NPR podcast about perseverance. And somebody, I want to say it's Robert Frost. Let me see. Robert Frost, best way is through. There's a famous famous enough poet that uh, th- the best way out is always through by Robert Frost. And they quoted that and I was like, "Oh, that sounds a lot like the Jimmy Eat World lyric." And I didn't think we brought up that lyric. So, this is late stage <laughs> um right, yeah, fall. this would be Only because you were mentioning all those song names and I I remembered this. So, anyway, the best way out is always through. What do you think that's from? Best way out is always through Robert Frost. It's just like on a bunch of inspirational posters, which you know that probably means he never said it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the one that it always gets attributed to Albert Einstein? The definition of insanity is oh, uh, repeating, is doing the same thing over and over yeah. again, expecting the different result. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, I, I'm sorry to have taken you on a an unexpected detour there, but uh, I remembered that. So anyway. Lots of Spotify numbers, lots of streams from both you and me, and we agree that this song is a banger. Uh-huh. Um, I think, you know, this reminds me a lot of uh, Sing the Sorrow AFI and meets Depeche Mode, which was also a lot of what AFI was hearkening back to sure. on that record. Uh, so much so that Michael Crisp in the Facebook group also says... Um, very unpopular opinion uh, on the way. Favorite sounding track for me has Depeche Mode, has Duran Duran, and has everything else you want for a good time. Higher devotion for the win, says Michael Crisp, October 1st, 2020. On Wesley's fifth birthday. So anyway, um, that is, uh, that's something I wanted to say about what the song sounded like. Um, according to uh, Toonbat, it's a B flat minor key. 3A Camelot, 113 BPM, 302 duration. Now, I did, again, I, it's, I don't know, other than listening to a song and it either sounding more tense or more uh, transcendent, do I ever guess, is it minor or major key? And my guess was that it was in a minor key. However, the bridge, is the bridge in this song, do they go to a major? You're talking about the instrumental break because i don't have correct yeah 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 the instrumental break do they go no, to a I major don't think there so. because it feels like a big transcendent uplift <laughs> maybe they do maybe they go to the relative that would be if it's in a minor then it would be the relative major maybe right. they do um in fact there were a couple of i think Govna guitars had a uh um a tab that I did not look at, 
Mm. But they definitely that ultimate guitar everywhere, you know? They're everywhere. It's ubiquitous. <laughs> so yeah, A minor. Um the chorus is in so it starts in F, doesn't change anything. Yeah, okay. So it is the relative major. So it's in A minor. See, like, but I, it goes I don't into know C. how to explain it other than I hear it and I feel it. Right. Yeah. Well, and maybe cool. that's what it is, is is that feeling, and that's the whole that's the the way that I think my music teachers described minors is that there is a tension. You can't mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know it, but you feel it. And so you just you know you you know the opposite. You know when that tension is not there, mm-hmm. and it just goes boom, and that that to mm-hmm. you feels like that's way different from it from how it began. Yeah, good ear, man, good ear. Thanks, man. Um, let's jump into lyrics. I've pulled up the liner yes. notes here. This is on the page opposite of the girl taking her top off. Hello. On I want to say it's like on a beach, but it looks like a silk sheet behind her. So. I don't know. It's a cool shot, though. Hold on. Where uh, let's uh, let's look at this discography page here. Uh, oh, here I can pull this up and send you this link. Uh, I mean, just for just for uh, science purposes. science science purposes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted... <laughs> here we go. Um, so glad we had this discography. There we go. Oh boy, it's a yeah. That's a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, that's the uh, it's opposite of that, and I will read along with these as well as you reading from what I assume is genius. Okay, all right, <clears throat> all right, let's do this. Uh, another lyric heavy track, uh, but a good portion of this is the chorus over and over again. Yep. And man, did I have un uh, uh misheard lyrics in this, right? He's yeah. another one, he's like sh- not shoehorning because he fits them in there, but man, has he yeah. got a lot of does he have a lot of lyrics that he's fitting in these. Yeah, in these lines. My here. two track notes are just what I thought he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just a couple of verses and then a chorus. Uh, so I'll, I just broke down the verses in half. So here's verse one. And by the way, sonically, this this song I forgot how it started out, but it's got this really cool. I don't know how to describe it. it sounds like a distorted guitar in the distance, but then they brought it forward. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. Yeah, and the synths are all over the place. Like yes. Doug did a great job. Yes. So here we go. This is the first half. The quiet should be nice, but isn't. I guess we're going to spend the day like this in psychic screaming. Mm. What is he saying? (laughs) This is what I believe he's saying. Psychic screaming? What does that mean? Oh, you know what? Look at this. Very much in the the vein of uh, Depeche Mode here. Uh, The quiet should be nice, but isn't. We should be able to enjoy the silence. Enjoy oh man! I should have done that for my rave DJ. <laughs> Maybe I did. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the silence. It should be peaceful, right? But here we are yelling at one another in our heads, frustrated. So not even out mm-hmm. loud. They're just angry with one I another. In psychic screaming is an an interesting way of saying we're screaming in the silence in yes. our own heads. Got it. Cool. Yes. Uh, and we don't even know if it's uh, who, which side this is coming from. Or who's participating in Correct. this. Correct, yeah. I mean, this is the album from which Jim is attributing stories to photographs, so. Correct. Yeah, so the second half of verse one is, and don't you feel my eye lasers hit? <laughs> so this is, obviously we know staring daggers into somebody, yeah, and, but this and is eye exactly, lasers. <laughs> that's exactly what I use. I, you uh, know, I did not see, like, an X-Men fan vid or anything. No, but I did. But I did find a comment should... about that, which was pretty cool. Oh, good! It's good. Cyclops. <laughs> and don't you feel my eye lasers hit? 
I stare you down, but God, your skin is thick. What's it take to notice? Another mention of that. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's saying, how are you not reacting to this body language? I am shooting mm. daggers and you're unaffected. What's it take to notice me? Uh, still, this is this sounds kind of one sided. We don't know if there's anyone on the receiving end. Sometimes they'll switch in verses and they'll go to the other you know, mm-hmm. like like he's done before. Verse one's his perspective. Verse two's her perspective, and then for, uh, and then the the bridge is like that that moment of both. I think he might do that here. That's a good point. Um, yeah, we'll see. So I think that is this could be one sided, but it sounds like someone's a little scorn here. And he sings in falsetto here. I actually half expected to find a different feature, like, like another a, uh, female vocalist. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. No, it's just uh, and, and somebody else mentions that in another comment. There's a Sweet. lot of good commentary. Yeah, found that, great comments. Yeah, man, they're they're coming. Uh, so the chorus, I, I broke broken half. I probably could have done it as one block, but here we go. Show me you can read my mind. You're useless to me if you don't know the why or how or what my body needs. Ooh. One line there broken up into mm-hmm. one sentence broken up into two two lines. So I think he's saying, read between the lines. Show me that you know me and what I need. Otherwise, what good are you? I need your love. And she is apparently not providing that to him. Give me something I can feel. Show me you can read my mind, read my mind, read my mind. Yeah. Make make one me of f- my misheard lyrics was I thought he was saying, surely. You can read my mind. That's what I thought, too. Surely okay, you cool. can read my mind. Yeah. And then as a joke, I would ju- I would say, shouty. Shouty, you can read my mind. <laughs> shouty, you can. <laughs> like shouty, like shoddy? Yeah. Yeah, like in low. Oh, Which oh. I'll play you a whole thing about low. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yes. So I think he's just saying here, make me feel alive because I'm numb inside. Show me that you still care. Uh, and then we go into verse two. Uh I'm tired of things in that higher register. Yes. And he always singing. Now he's singing. Yeah. He's very angry now. Full, full breadth. Uh huh. Which is a cool feature. I like when Jim does that, pulls that feature Mm out. Uh, I'm tired of all the war you bring home. I command a higher devotion. You better get busy. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's the name of the song. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> all, all you do I did that last night. We watched Glass Onion, and I kept saying that. And hey, we showed Wes uh, show. Wizard of Oz, and they, I was like, "Hey, that's the name of the movie." <laughs> Any good Arrested Development? Yep, <laughs> love it. Uh, so I think Jim's saying, "All you do is bring negativity. You argue and fight with me. I demand more respect and appreciation, and you better get working on that quickly." Yeah, I don't think I ever knew he said the name of the song in this. Um, there. Me neither. Because this is the first time it, I've seen it. <laughs> I command a higher devotion. Like that's easily lost to me. Yep. On a non-lyric man. <laughs> well, I didn't catch it either. Yeah. But then again, I guess I haven't listened. I could look at when I listened to this track last. In fact, let's do it because I can easily see. I listened to it last. I had three Scrabbles last year, surprisingly. Mm. Huh. Look at that. January, May, and July. Interesting. You're really trying to make invented happen, man. <laughs> I remember I was doing it for jogs a couple of times. It was actually mm, yeah, it's a right. pretty good jogging album. So, uh, yeah, second half here is did you think I'd fold? I'm sorry, I haven't even read the lyrics. What makes you think I'd give in for less? I'm only happy with my happiness. If you push me over, it's over. Now, Jim here, I believe, is saying, Did you think I'd fold? 
that I would be the one to compromise. The only thing that makes me happy is what I give myself. If you push me one more time, I'm done. Mm. This sounds very, to me, very one-sided, and it has accelerated <laughs> from this just kind of like staring at somebody going, I don't know if you appreciate me, to where he's now yelling at this other person saying, "You, if you push me over, it's over. That's it, man. Don't push me. I'm on the edge. And if you push me over the edge, that's it. It just sounds like they went from zero to 100 mm-hmm. in the course of a, a few minutes. So maybe maybe somebody who is unhinged a bit, you know, a little uninhibited, that mm-hmm. they uh, and, and they're kind of unloading all this stuff. There's no response that I could glean from any of this. It's all just him <laughs> ramping up to this. So then we have the chorus again, then the bridge, which let me go back to the chorus here goes to a C, F, A minor, and F. So yes, the relative major, as David noticed with his with his ears. <laughs> <laughs> so then the instrumental break, and then the chorus two more times, and it's such a cool way. Um, so he goes, show me you can read my mind, read my mind, read my, show me. Ben, and then, a minute. Yes. Yeah, and that, da, 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 da. not the, not the <laughs> Nintendo ding, 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 <laughs> sound, ding, ding. Yes, but it's that you can hear. I don't know if it's a synth or if it's they had. uh, Did they have strings on this? But I think you can hear the strings. He does that. They do that thing where they strum really fast, and it sounds like almost like a mandolin. Almost. Well, here the strings. Let's listen. I don't. No one's credited with strings on this. Let's listen. I'll put it on the very end here. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's just. I think it's just a lead. Yeah. It's cool though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a cool mashup. Which one? Oh, that is that the right time signature That's though? That's from uh, Bleed American. Yeah. I feel like those that would be no, now I'm now I'm thinking. You're thinking of clarity. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm you're thinking, thinking of Goodbye uh, Sky Harbor. Goodbye Sky Harbor. Now, <laughs> no, this is the um, cautioners. That's it. Time we would spend pictures. Hey, pictures, man. See it all. It's all. It all goes full circle here. It all comes. It's all coming together. Doesn't do that one. It was a barn owl. It's like barn owls when humans invented barns. Yes, it's all coming together. <laughs> okay. So um, here, uh, obviously, the thing I think of all the time, I was sure he should surely in this. And so we have to play. Yes. <laughs> the stewardess said. Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Classic. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I could have sworn he was saying Shirley. So then as a joke, I always said, Shouty, you could read my mind. Now, this is a long bit. It's like two and a half minutes long, but I think it's worth it. Now, what I don't know, this is a TikTok video. We'll watch together support TikTok. Mm. Let us see and find out. I doubt it. Uh, <gasps> it's doing no a lot, way. Not enough. Is it going to do it on your end? Because it's, I it's see like it. a weird halfway box for me. Yeah, well, my halfway box turned into a whole way box, and it's got a play oh. button. Want me to play it? Yeah, try it. All right. 
All right, so I've been thinking right, a lot cool. about the song Low by Flo Rida featuring T-Pain, and I just kind of want to share my thoughts with the class because it's a confusing song. Okay, so our central character is Shoddy. In the first <laughs> verse, we hear that she has the apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. And also, the whole club is looking at her. In the chorus, we only learn two things. Shoddy hit the floor and consequently got... Low, 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 low. <laughs> now, you think that's all pretty cut and dry. Everyone's looking at her because of her great outfit, and she must be so beautiful. Wrong. In the first <laughs> seconds of the second verse, we learn that she's wearing the baggy sweatpants. That's a bag. And the Reeboks with the straps. Those are straps. Now, now don't think about that for too long. We're going to come back to it. We also learn a very key piece of information. Shawty has a big booty. A big booty that she will inevitably turn around and give a smack. Okay, so now this is what has always confused me. We open hearing about how Shoddy has the apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. Whole club looking at her. Okay. Then in the next verse, she has the baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the straps. Did she change clothes? Wouldn't that be a verse in the song? Like, Shoddy went to the bathroom and came back in a new outfit. Outfit. <laughs> like, that would be in there. I, 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 I just have never understood this. But the whole club looking at her and the big booty are what tips me off to this new information. The whole club is not looking at her because she is so beautiful and because of her great ensemble. Obviously, because if it was such a great ensemble and the whole club was already looking at her, why would she change her clothes? The only information we know about her is her apple bottom jeans and the boots with the first one. Why would she change those integral parts of her personality? That's not why the whole club is looking at her. The whole club is looking at her because Shoddy is a centaur. <laughs> That's why the booty is so big. It's a horse booty, and the whole club is looking at her because there's a horsewoman getting low, 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 low eight times in the club. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. All right. Is so. that a is that a magician's wand that he has? I don't know, but I I, I sat there like half like you know, half paying attention while the kids were going to sleep, and I nearly. Lost it. Shoddy is a centaur. Shoddy is a centaur. So I wanted to share that with the class because I thought as that a joke. So I thought for sure he was saying Shirley. And then as a joke, I would say, Shoddy, you can read my mind. Um, you know, singing in the car or whatever. Right. And, uh, this video came to light this past week for me, and it was just serendipity. I had to share it. Um that's great. And that's all I have for track notes. I have what? what do you have? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I did. Oh, I didn't even get a chance to kind of go through these. Um, hold on. That's me... okay. I do have an alt press. Blurb. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so uh, <laughs> Jimmy Eat World, the alt press review says pretty odd, which was the name of uh, Panic at the Disco's sophomore uh, album. Uh, they gave it three and a half out of four stars, it looks like, unless it's three and a half out of five. I'm confused about this rating system in terms of like the kerning on these stars looks like. It, the half could be over the fourth star. I really can't tell. It's not important. <laughs> um, but uh, here they liken it to, and I'm going to give you the full, unfortunately, this is like a scan of a page. It's not, I can't highlight the text in search. I am looking for, here we go. I'll read the beginning of this. <laughs> Sadly, those expecting clarity too will 
initially be let down. The first six songs include plodding modern rock that sounds like the offspring's gone away, with my best theory, an attempt at dark disco, higher devotion, with clumsy lyrics, example, don't you feel my eye lasers hit, and cheeseball pop, coffee and cigarettes. So <laughs> they were not fans of this. Uh, cheeseball pop? <laughs> dark disco. Oh, yeah, what are the cheeseball pop? Coffee and cigarettes. Um, but yeah, Dark Disco is what they said. Uh, Higher Devotion had clumsy lyrics. Eye lasers hit. I mean, it is odd, but also funny, and I get it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the alt press article that I found. Uh, and, you know, I fixed a lot of my dead links in my research things by replacing with archive.org links this week. So oh, good. I did some housekeeping of my own. Oh, good. Um, man. Including this alt press article I had to go find. In the Wayback Machine. Well, good, man. I'm glad you, uh, you had some time to do that. I feel yeah. like that's stuff on the back of my list, at the bottom of my list, that things I yeah. wish I had time for. Okay, I did it's find it. It's been a, th- a trip, like, although doing this pod, like, so many of these links that we've been using have, like, people just stop paying for their servers at this point, or, you know, they're just dead links. That's wild. I was even able to resurrect uh, um, Big Fish recordings, or what was the Fishy recordings? Oh, I just, went, I just replaced. So that he link never, with a, he never brought his back up. No, nah, his is gone. His is gone. Mike Galita has gone. The guy that does the invented uh, or, you know, the Jimmy World album plays Jimmy Pod Theater. His site's gone. Um, That's such a bummer, man. Gone. I feel like yeah. any site, there's a couple that I've let go, but there's some that I've <laughs> that I've created that I, I just know that I'm going to be paying, mm-hmm. at, you know, whatever Definitely. For, and yeah, definitely. You, you migrated over to the same Blue Ocean server. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I do is like I've I've merged. I've I've moved on to cheaper servers where I can put more stuff on it. And yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like what the cost of business of of having mm-hmm. real estate on the internet. It's like I'd rather have these things up and available indefinitely. It's nice that archives there, but if your site doesn't get visited enough, then who knows? Yeah. Not all the contents there. Yeah, uh, like at least like I guess you know. Who am I to say? But like from now on, I probably will never let my owned domains go dead again. Like whereas they were they had really shitty WordPress installs. And it's like, why did I spend the time making WordPress? Why don't I just own the domain and point it somewhere that is useful that I don't have to manage? Like right. Lastoffthebus.com now goes to Bandcamp and dpark.com now goes to my YouTube page. At least there's content there. Right. <laughs> and exactly. To, and you can you, know. you can always just, you know, instead of saying just look for my YouTube stuff, you can just say go to dpark.com mm-hmm. and there yeah. it is. Anyway, digressions. Yes. No problem. I did find a few things. Sweet. <sighs> One from exclaim.ca. This is the Canadian. It looks like a, okay. Uh, Josiah Hughes used to write for Exclaim, and yeah. I think Sam Sutherland from yeah Blink both right yeah yeah. Uh, Jimmy World Tour North America in support of Invented Play Toronto uh, by Alex Hudson, July twenty sixth, two thousand and ten. When emo journeyman. I love any any use of Journeyman. Uh, journeyman Jimmy World unveiled their new LP, Invented, earlier this month. They promised that tour information was on the way soon. True to their word, the band have now announced a 17-day fall tour. That seems like such a small tour. 17? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it? Or Yeah. Was LA included in that? Or? So they've got Asheville. Let's see. Los so Angeles, the Wiltern. Thing. So I was going to guess, was it 17 Canadian dates? But No, no, no. Yeah, it's. I mean, they went to the Wiltern. I swear I went to that show. I looked today in my photos. I didn't have anything, but I mm. definitely went to... The Invented Show the invented I saw tour. was at the Fox Theater in Pomona. And, but that's not on this list. 
That's weird. Let me let me check. It's got yeah, Omaha, Columbus. They went to San Luis Obispo and San Francisco, but I don't see it. I don't see Fox. Yeah, Fox Theater Pomona. Oh, but hold on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. This was posted September twenty eighth, twenty ten. Huh. So they yeah. Oh, September twenty eighth. They were there. Oh, okay. I what wonder, does that say? Maybe then. What, what maybe, are the dates on this tour? This was so it was September twenty ninth. Was the will turn? Oh, so, so I saw them the night prior. I wonder if it just wasn't listed and they added it in. So Probably that must got added it. later. Yep. And I, I remember thinking it was so weird because I'd only seen Jimmy Eat World at the Glass House before that. So I was like at, at a big theater and it was basically the same size as the Wiltern. Um, but yeah, 50 that's miles yeah, yeah, Tuesday, yeah. September 28th. There it is. It's the it's yeah. the same one. It's when I went with my sister. There it is. It, and you, so you were at that show? That yes, same show? I was at that one. Yeah, that's where I bought the invented vinyl, which came with the signed CD insert. Yeah, and they've got those diamonds up in the background that mimic the, uh, what is it? Is it the, oh, man, <sighs> not the EP. What was that other disc that they put out with this? What was, a, was it a seven inch that came out with this that shows the door, the old, like, grandma door? Oh, uh, no, it was on this, yeah. Oh, it's on the inside? Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's what those little diamonds look like to me. That's what they make me think of. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm man. looking... Uh... September 2010, I took my engagement photos. <laughs> I'm looking at all kinds of stuff. Like, what else did I do in September of 2010? And can I find photos from this show? I had some pretty good seats. I was down on the floor. Yeah. That's for sure. I was... Uh, we found... We took pictures at our venue September 15th, 2010. Nearly a year before we got married. Lots of Disneyland photos. Yeah. LA County Fair photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm zooming through now. My uh, my thing stops September 19th, which just means I have the bad. I have bad metadata. Anyway, gotcha. Sorry. No. So I just sent you a picture. You can see I'm I'm like 10 people back, maybe 12. I'm not too far. Nice, I think dude. I think the the phone provides a little more of a wide look. I was yeah, close, was- <laughs> closer than I <laughs> objects in mirror closer than they appear. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I got one from Tucson.com. The old Tucson.com. Jimmy Eat World set for home audience September 23rd, 2010. Catalina E. Birch. Jimmy Eat World played a quote-unquote secret show in Scottsdale last Thursday. Only it wasn't a real, really a secret. The Mesa-born band spilled the beans on themselves through Facebook. And that's also where they released their forthcoming sixth album, Invented, 60 Seconds at a Time. We just wanted to give our fans a little taste of the new record, give them something to get excited about, guitarist Tom Linton said during a phone call last week from his Chandler home. The last FB revelation artwork for the album featuring a woman walking through what looks like the door to a restaurant kitchen. It's modeled after... That's the door you're talking about. Hmm? That's the triangle-shaped window. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes. Uh, It's not a circle? They were triangle? Or they're they're diamond-shaped? I'm pretty sure it's a triangle. It's the cover of the record. Let's see. Yeah, take Triangle. a look. Copy yep, you're right. Image. There it is. You've got their little footballs. There it is. Uh, it's modeled after the iconic images captured by photographer Cindy Sherman and Hannah Starkey. In fact, Sherman's and Starkey's photographs of women in various stages of loneliness and life provided strong inspiration for Jimmy World lead singer and chief songwriter Jim Atkins. He blended the band's signature guitar-driven emo core, a fusion of emo alt-rock and edgier modern rock, with interesting lyrical turns that seem almost written from a woman's point of view. 
The opening track, Heart is Hard to Find, pleads the case of loneliness from a stand that's more feminine than macho. The scorching rocker, Higher Devotion, advances that viewpoint, impressing the lover on the other side that I'm tired of all the war you bring home. I'm only happy with my happiness. If you push me over, it's over. Lynn said that the album, which comes out Tuesday, might remind longtime fans of the band's breakout album, Clarity, the first record featuring Adkins in lead vocals. I see. That's where that other alt press thing, where people looking for Clarity Part 2. I assumed the Clarity Part 2 thing was about, like, Mark Trombino returning. I don't know. Yeah, I would not say that this is (laughs) a a revision to Clarity, but I didn't write the songs, you know? Right. Like, he's got a different, he's got a different perspective. Sure. And I'm sure they're trying to drum up interest in the album. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Every Blink-182 record is, you know, a return to the a return to our roots or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, touches on every era or something. <laughs> um, I have I don't um, have anything till community, so uh, have at it. Okay, I've got a couple more. I've got one from Illinois Entertainer. Jimmy World interview October 1st, 2010. Uh, just the IL entertainer. There's no person associated with this. Midway through Jimmy World's seventh studio effort, invented Interscope, the album presents its immediate and undeniable pop apex in coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> yes, David loves it. The song finds the band at its power pop finest, all huge harmonized hooks and crunching riffs buzzing under just under frontman Jim Adkins' honey-laden, eternally boyish vocals. Mm. Um does, is this Jim talking here? Uh, I would say this is probably the deepest into pure character writing that we've gone, Atkins proffers, where the main voice in each song may or may not be a real person, or definitely is not me. Indeed, Invented is up front with the succinct lyrical storytelling oh within its songs. <laughs> uh, case in point, the tense and taut silent treatment of uneasy and hyperactive rocker Higher Devotion, which starts off, the quiet should be nice but isn't. I guess we're going to spend the day like this in psychic screaming, going on to chronicle a couple's passive aggression. That's a great way of putting it. Yet the singer is quick to dismiss the assumption that character pieces means an entirely impersonal effort. Uh, Even in the most bizarre science fiction, there's still elements of your own observations and feelings that you draw on, the singer confirms of his writing process. But yeah, I would say very little of everything that I've written lyric-wise for the last couple of records has been wholly a me-first-person perspective kind of narrative. This is more of the gimme gimme's type of record. <laughs> gimme gimme's. And you know, that's it another was thing. Me first. Hmm? He, his other records were me first. Me first. So this is more of the me gimme first, gimme's. Variety. This is more of a gimme gimme's. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. Uh, what was I singing? Oh, I was in here the other night playing. Uh, I was on my acoustic because I just like, I just love singing out here with that damn thing now. And I was playing country roads and all i could think of that was the very first me first song that i had ever heard and it was on a sampler do you remember that one yeah it's so good yeah. the guitar in that one is just amazing i'll have to check it out again but yes i remember their uh their cover of uh that's john denver right yes let me see if it's on i don't know if it's on here oh good let me just play the little intro is here. that off blowing in the wind or blowing have another ball oh, there you go have a ball yeah have another ball I think it's Chris Shiflett doing the uh, guitar work here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's so good. <laughs> so fun. 
Yeah, so more of a gimme gimme's. You know, that's another distinction I didn't make. Um, I tend to think because gym singing and because I happen to be, um, a, you know, male, I, my mind just goes to these the perspective of these songs from a male's perspective. This could absolutely be from a female's perspective, shooting eye daggers at him. So we don't mm-hmm. really know. Uh, but that's a good that's a good distinction. Well, and if you look at the lyrics, like uh, at least <laughs> in my relationship now, it's not. I wouldn't say it's absent-mindedly, but, like, the fact that, don't you feel my eye lasers hits? I stare you down, but, God, your skin is thick. What's it take to notice? doesn't mean I'm not paying attention or don't notice. It just means I don't want to deal with it right. at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel like a very female-centric uh, verse, for sure. <laughs> just don't want to deal with it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm making an active decision not to engage. <laughs> okay, I've got something from newuniversity.org. University of California, Irvine, UC Irvine, official UCI. campus newspaper. The Anteaters. <laughs> Is that what they are? Goodness. They are. Um, I guess when you run out of mascots, right? Maybe we got maybe, we got Anteaters. We got Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Uh, this is October 5th, 2010. Zachary Reisinger. Uh, Jimmy World reinvented with Invented, their seventh studio effort in 17 years. Rock band Jimmy World has chosen a more relaxed, ambient feel for most of their songs this time around. By sparingly and strategically using heavier guitar melodies, they are still able to inject that level of energy their previous albums have been known for while still being true to their new sound. For example, on the third track, Evidence, Jimmy World separates the song into clear verses that contain minimal musical elements and into the more energetic choruses, which contain much of what we would normally expect from Jimmy Eat World. There are a few cases where we see the band draw upon influences from other popular bands of today. Fans of MGMT will enjoy higher devotion, where Atkins isn't afraid hmm. to make use of a little falsetto in the chorus and elsewhere on the track, in fact, uh, is that the MGMT influence is the falsetto, not necessarily the style of music. There's so many, uh, uh, like, I, yeah. I feel like I have one or two other comparisons that I'm going to read that were made. Like, yeah, everybody thinks it sounds more like something else. And let me finish this and I'll, I have yeah. another thought. So, in fact, Jimmy World shows on this album that they aren't afraid to try something new. They have, after all, been doing this for almost two decades. They also show that they can succeed at, despite a few out of place songs that can be overlooked um you know what though like what i was going to say was one thing that i've been actively working on when people let me hear new music i'm i try my hardest now to say that sounds just like this or this reminds me of this i try to appreciate it for what it is because i mean what's that doesn't to me i feel like it doesn't it's never added to the conversation it's almost it's almost (laughs) shifted it's almost shifted the focus to that other band I, I could see if you wanted to share it with somebody, if you were the one sharing the music and you said, oh, I would recommend this if you like this. But yes, as the new listener and you're right. telling the person who's showing it to you, they're like, well, to me, it sounds just like the band. I'm right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, a good point. It, that's neat, but uh, OK. So I've been yeah. I've been actively working on that just because it's a it's just. One of those things to me where I've I've gotten back in my head as far as with Addison and him sharing music with me, and I would my very first response would be, "This sounds like MGMT. This sounds just like Zero uh, Seven. But it, I've always felt like with when I do it, it's almost like cool story, bro, and that's it. And there's really not much beyond it. So, you know, I've I've tried it. I've, I know I've done it with you too, and I've done it on the pod. I'm guilty of it. Guilty. Guilty. So that Whom, was, um, whomst amongst us is not. Yeah. Um, I, I have two 
two, my two, final two art- articles here are from Chorus <laughs> FM. So this first one, September 28th, 2010. This was on Absolute, hey, was that that show that Absolute Punk. Um, I'll read the first paragraph and then I'll go down straight uh, to Higher Devotion here. There has to be a plaque somewhere in Jimmy World's recording studio reading, With Great Power Comes Great Responsibility. A fitting mantra for more than Peter Parker's web-slinging morality wars when you're the one most dependable and profoundly influential rock bands on the planet. Uh, Keeping your ears to the ground and never abandoning your legend is a heck of a responsibility. Harnessing their impeccable creative powers once again, Invented is a melting pot of Jimmy World's notoriously engaging rock music that showcases ample use of dedication, skill, and intelligence over 50 minutes that will burn into your brain with delight. Fight them off, they come back stronger. You can try to restrain the strength of Jim Atkins' flawless vocals or even attempt to push the most talented rhythm section and alternative rock out of your way, but it's no use. Jimmy World has this down to a science, and you would be hard-pressed to find this all much ado about nothing. Invented is not necessarily a show-me album. <laughs> it's a gimme album, actually. Uh, it leaves more breathing room than previous releases, wiggling its way from softer numbers with bountiful production to darker rock numbers high on adrenaline. First single, My Best Theory, is the distant cousin to pain and soars on a big hook. Action Needs an Audience, the first track guitarist Tom Linton sings lead on since Blister, is a bit out of place but keeps the anti-authority creed of clarity. Higher Devotion could very well be the one track that divides listeners, as it has an unlikely dance-pop feel to it. Getting by on lyrical grace alone, the heavy-handed production curtails it ever so slightly, taking some passion out of the band's skill set. Interesting. Who wrote that? Is that Craig or is that Jason? this? It doesn't say. It just says absolute punk. Oh, this yeah. One. When Jason resurrected all the old posts from AP.net, yeah, I don't think it carried Some, over the metadata. Yeah, so I couldn't tell you which of those two. But they, I mean, they while they are critical in this in this article, does I mean from that opening paragraph, it sounds yeah. like they just absolutely love it, and they did put highly recommended on here. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, if if there were a Mount Rushmore of bands for Absolute Punk dot yeah, slash course, right. <laughs> uh, Jimmy World's gonna be on that. Yes, uh, on that mountain for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, this last one I have is uh, an interview with Jim Atkins of Jimmy World by Jonathan Bouts, September twenty second, twenty ten. So this was on the. This was that on the tour. Let's uh, make it. It was, a, it was before the Fox Theater show. A week. Yeah. So it was like in the middle of this tour, they interviewed him. Frontman Jim Adkins discusses the process behind Jimmy World's seventh album, Invented, writing songs from varying perspectives, why you shouldn't censor yourself, and embracing your ideas, whether they're good or bad. Oh, yeah. You played your first official show of the tour last night in Atlanta. How'd that go? <laughs> really good. That's what he says. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the vocals on Invented. There's a lot of raw stuff, like the last couple of songs, and then you have something different that you haven't done before, like on Higher Devotion. And this is what Jim says. A lot of the main vocal on Invented is taken from the first time when I wrote the lyrics. The earliest demo version of the record is what a lot of the main vocal is. Having everything set up all the time, ready to go, was an awesome way that affords us to do that. Yeah, there's lots of stuff on there. A little bit of that might be because it's just grabbed and ran with. I've always felt like when you're working on something and you start asking yourself, does this sound too much like not like me? Then I think you're on the right track. Higher Devotion is one of those things where you got to go with your idea. I had this fucking Bee Gees idea in my head. I hate the Bee Gees, but nothing else seemed to work. It just seemed that 
that's what I should do. So I went with it. You got to embrace your idea to make it the most realized vision of what you want to do. Later on, you can decide if it's any good or not, but you got to really go for your idea. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Fucking Bee right, Gees cool. in my head. I hate the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Jim Atkins and Bee Gees. All right. So there we go. That's all I got. I feel like he respects the ca- the classics. Yeah, right? Respect, respect. I don't know that I have m- many takes on the Bee Gees. Wasn't the whole voice thing was a gimmick once, and then they sold a bunch of records, so they kept doing the voice yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And they had they could harmonize in those falsettos, man. Yeah, man. That must be the falsetto part. You can be the great mama. Uh, I always wonder... I wonder if I heard it somewhere, but it, uh, the Gibb brothers and Barry Gibb, his initials are BG. Is that why they were called the BGs? Yeah. It's just Vanity Project. <laughs> um, hold on. I really like when uh, Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake I did just, the, uh, <laughs> that's exactly the Barry Gibb what talk I like, show. Just listen. It's the Barry Gibb talk show. <laughs> yeah. Tonight, Barry's guests are... Former California recall candidate Ariana Huffington. Discussing politics. Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante. Author of Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell Them. A fair and balanced look at the right. Author Al Franken. So stupid. And as always, Barry's brother Robin. There it is. Talk about Ladies and I love that the skit is five and a half minutes long, and that is almost a minute and a half in and of well, itself. Well, it's funny because like they talk about the game show and talk show format on SNL is the easiest to write for. Like they already have the sets built. It's really easy to just set up a dumb premise that way. And that's why there are so many. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites is just theme song, and they never get to the sketch. <laughs> and it's uh um oh, is what's that- up with that? Oh, it's What's a, up with that? Is my yeah, yeah, one yeah. Of my favorites. Is it the because s- it's five minutes of intro song? <laughs> they never get to the goddamn show. And uh, Bill Hader is always um, Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they never get to Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I haven't watched SNL in a couple years, but I really hope they're still doing stupid shit. Yeah, like that. right. Oh gosh, forever good stuff. Yeah. Um, shall we jump into community? Yes, yes, yes. Let's okay. Do um, I pulled up Shoutbox. It's the classic. And um, this runs the gamut. It's so funny. So um, a couple people said it was at this point on my first listen of Invented that I got really stoked. And then <laughs> immediately, and that was September 22nd, 2010. One day later, I'm digging the rest of the album, but the chorus of this song is unlistenable. <laughs> And then a couple days later, Goldspot7 says, best riff ever. Do they mean the riff in the instrumental bridge? It's got it. This what? is the only riff that but I can. I can't think of another riff in this song. Um, uh, Torque23, a couple days later, says, 
Weird song. <laughs> Weird song. And then a bunch of other people. So good. Absolutely love this. Sounds almost 80s like, but good. <laughs> what does that mean? Most 80s is not good? Or um, somebody else best. Uh, okay, here's your gateway car. Uh, October 3rd, 2010. The chorus is so strange sounding, but not unlistenable like some not unlistenable like someone below suggests, but somehow it absolutely works. Along with Stop and Invented, this is probably my favorite song on the album thus far. Two people say that it sounds like the band Placebo, who we've talked about before. The only Placebo song I really know is the one that opens Cruel Intentions, and I fucking love that song. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a big Placebo man. Um, Somebody does point out the guitar solo being pretty awesome. Production's nice. Slide electronics is great. Somebody gets chills. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> Rowan5215 says, yeah, weird would be the word for this. That chorus sounds like something Muse would make. Another comparison. Um, not that that's bad at all. It's just not what I expected from Jimmy. Um, <laughs> somebody says, surely you can read my mind. November 12, 2010. K9 Boomer says that. Um, and somebody, uh, Nate, the gate says, I think it's better than my best theory. Hmm. <laughs> oh, here's something else. Uh, dismantle repair says, what the fuck? That chorus <laughs> melody is ripping off something big time, but I can't remember what song. Anyone know this is going to bug me for ages now. What do you think it's ripping off of? I don't know. The. I think it's just a good ass melody that sounds familiar somebody else thought it was michael jackson when they had their laptop on shuffle um, <laughs> really yeah <laughs> dark 99 november 8th 2012 um somebody calls this the here it goes of invented love that comparison um decent experimental track on an album on an average album can't get all the hate or dislikes for this as one republic 93 may 4th 2014 well may the 4th be with you, One Republic 93. Um, so anyway, um, that's all the, uh, lots of good shit box. Okay. This one. Um, and you know what? I do want to say, I just went to, I found somebody. I went to, because we we're in the uh, graduating class Facebook groups for both high schools that the guys went to. Mm -hmm. And I went to see if um, Doug Borman was in either of those groups. No, but there is somebody named Mary Jo Stewart Borman who still lives in Arizona. So I'm like, is Mary Jo Stewart, but she looks older? Like, is she the mom or did she, is she an <laughs> admin at the school? So it's like Doug Borman's mom, a, uh, a, um, a, a school administrator or something. So anyway, lots to think about, but yeah. All right. Um, thanks for I reading this. I didn't really <laughs> find anybody, but I did look. Uh, okay. I've got, oh I've got a post on Reddit from two days ago. Hook em, two days? Hook em, hoo On a discussion thread, Higher Devotion, I've examined this track from many angles of observation. The best one mm -hmm. I've walked away with is this. A significant other at home, here, desperately wants their person to see them and their pain, except they can't because they are so hyper-vigilant from experiences elsewhere that their sole focus is looking for a threat. Could be, or it's just uh, like you said. I just don't want to deal with this right now. I, la 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 la. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear, I, I hear you talking, but I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> mm -hmm. The quiet should be nice, but isn't. You're talking. <laughs> <laughs> but cautioner eighty six replies. I like this interpretation. 
Um, you can also tell those threats are pretty empty. Yes, I think that's kind of what we arrived at by the end. It's just like this guy is just this guy or girl is just ramping it up. Angry reactions seem uh, nothing. All right, let's see. I've got oh three years ago, Ella Bella Medella, the most different song. What's what Jimmy World song stands out to you as sounding mm-hmm. the most different to what you'd expect from a Jimmy song? And then they went on to chip pick um, five five five. The sax and all the way stay. That kind of a, a heart is hard to find. And then where did it show up here? Ah, Mecca Pangolin says, "I have to say, whilst it is unusual in the context of the rest of the album, five 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 hasn't massively stood out for me as a particularly un Jimmy like song. I think it's probably the guitar element that brings it back home for me. The same is probably true of the bridge slash instrumentals." in Higher Devotion and Pass the Baby, which were tracks that first came to mind when I saw this thread. One Punch Luke says, Higher Devotion is a unique song for them. I absolutely adore it. So there's another love. This It's so many polar opposites for responses yeah. on this song. It's all over the place. <laughs> Look at this. People don't know what to do with this song. This next article here, Captain Wiki Wiki, eight months ago, worst song by Jimmy album, <laughs> poll. And <laughs> it's invented... A tie between Higher Devotion and Cut. And I think that's an interesting thing. Remember that, Higher Devotion and Cut. Because I think somebody else has, like, absolutely adores both of those tracks on that album. <laughs> you know? <laughs> those particularly. Oh, my God. That's not, that's not <laughs> um, uh, Evan Williams says, uh, will not stand for the Higher Devotion slander. And then other people. Uh, was literally coming here to say this. Damn. Nor the Cut slander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, some uh, half of these people, Mecca Pangolin, <laughs> Higher Devotion, and Just Tonight, up with this. I will not put. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that comment. Good, good old Mecca Pangolin. Um, then let's see where this one shows up in here. We have read this one several times, but this was uh, Table for Glasses 24 a couple years ago. Is Invented Jimmy World's most overlooked album? And then they go on. Uh, very much to go into, and they go into detail about um, this album. Oh, look at this. Uh, I run a lot. I listen to worlds and worlds of music from a cosmos-stretching continuum of genres. Sometimes Is this new you releases. commenting? <laughs> I know, right? But sometimes also return to a classic. Uh, the smell of my Lacoste cologne came back. It was crazy. And at long last, the moment came and the surge of adrenaline accompanying it was triumphant. Most triumphant. <laughs> Uh, in this thread, though, Forrest Bright says, I still want to hear Higher Devotion or Stop Live. I much prefer Invented over Integrity Blues. I don't know about that. Uh, and probably on par with Damage. Yeah, I agree, though. Yes, I would love to hear Higher Devotion Live. Um, and then going back, all-time favorite Jimmy song by JG429. Two years ago, uh, no ties, no talking around it. And there is Future's Past. My last FM would say Higher Devotion is my favorite, but I'm going to have to go with 23. And then there's three other people underneath. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Should have let it play out. All right. um, (laughs) And then they three people underneath. Banana Bread 69. Oh, this is an interesting take. I've always liked Higher Devotion. Linus the Blanket 5002. Some love for Higher Devotion, finally, definitely in my top 10, and The Party Poison. Higher Devotion is a banger. I wish they would have There's played it live. There's be a lot of Depeche Mode like references, because they have a songs, they have an album called Songs of Faith and Devotion. Depeche Mode does. So it's like, 
I mean, there was a time that Depeche Mode was my favorite band of all time before Blink-182 is Depeche Mode. You were that much of a Depeche Mode head? Yeah, I went to, I remember I went to a Depeche Mode show. I was 12 and I was so confused about why there were so many goths there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is happening? This isn't a Marilyn Manson show. This is Depeche Mode. Um, But yeah, Songs of Faith and Devotion um, and this being called Higher Devotion and it sounds like a Depeche Mode song. There's got to be some sort of tie. There's no way... That Jim's not a Depeche Mode fan. Um, I didn't do that research here. Right. I can look it up, but yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. What? Yeah, that was not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was uh, two years ago. Ghost X Vapor from Mind Over Matter Fest 1997. We played this video. That's them in that yellow room playing, you know. And the, mm-hmm. the top comment here is so raw. I will always love what I would say to you now. I think that's when we played that uh, mm. that Mind Over Matter Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Atera MPIW says, I wish they still wrote songs about robots. And Pace Petrov says, they wrote one about X-Men, Higher Devotion. That comes pretty close, in my opinion. <laughs> the eye lasers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little Cyclops. <laughs> so good. Yes. Um <laughs> Favorite Jimmy World lyrics of the decade. Where does this one show up? Oh, yes. To Feel You Invented, submitted three years ago by, you know, Feel You Invented, yeah, a discussion thread. Invented. So off of Invented. I'm tired of all the war you bring home. I command a higher devotion. I just love screaming this one in the car. This song is underrated. I love how angry it is. I put the entirety of Little Thing, but I'll just pick it out. So they they liked Little Thing also, but... Definitely picked Higher Devotion on Invented. And one last thing here, a random poll. Call to Love, cover of a Crooked Finger song. Is that another one that we haven't done? Do we need to add that onto our list, Davis? Call to Hold Love. On. I thought we did Call to Love. or Did we? Uh, call to love. He did that with, uh, what's her name? Let's see. What Now, was it? Did we not put this on the list? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've done a Bethany Costantino yeah. song, have we? No, we haven't. All right, we better add it. <laughs> Jeez. This was the one that they did. Oh, I see. This was the one that they did over um, uh, when we, everyone was on uh, COVID. Correct. So that's I could see that it's Bethany a great Costantino. Cover. Terrific cover. Yeah. Um, let's do it the week after next. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I like uh, Next week, we're on like a regular record. Then we'll have like a few... Off. B-sides here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then I go back to this question here. Call to love versus higher devotion. We have 88 votes. Where do those votes lie? When was this done? Eight months ago. Eight months ago. Okay. So like halfway between when it was released and now. Call to love. 88 votes? 88 votes. Call to Love. It's a cover. It's acoustic versus this is on Invented, but it's Invented. 88. I'm going to say that it's... I'm going to give it this close. I'm going to say 45-43. Wow. Higher Devotion. Okay. So you think... You were right in that Higher Devotion one, but it was by a a larger margin. Oh. Uh, 37 to 51 Higher Devotion came out on top. Yeah, you gave Call to Love. I have not heard that. I I can still see still see that uh the placeholder image there and Bethany staring into the camera. Yeah, but I've terrific. never watched it. I'm, I'm such a poser. <laughs> <laughs> so there that's all of my community 
Sweet. Um, all right, let's uh, let's see. We've got a couple covers, and then we can listen to Raved J. Oh, no JT O'Donnell, by the way. Oh, uh, did oh. not make his top 100. Interesting. No JTO. All right, I've got two covers. Okay. Two acoustic covers. Do you want uh, to do did the, you find the both Texas? Of these yeah, I did. <laughs> yes, and I did. And no more than these two. Yeah, right? that was it. The Texas right, Duke. Who do you want to listen to first? Texas Duke, Duke Texas or Duke. Jedmond Fish? Ah, I want to listen to Texas Duke. <laughs> <laughs> what if your name was Asshole? <laughs> okay, I love a good Jed the Fish. All right. Wait, show me Texas Duke. All right, where let's, is he? Let's, uh, let's pull up Texas Let's Duke. get Nolan Petrosky, Nolan Void. I love it. What a play on his name. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> The song's by Jimmy World. It's called Higher Devotion. Hope y'all enjoy it. The quiet should be nice, but isn't. I guess we're gonna spend the day like this. It's psychic screaming. And don't you feel my eye lasers hit? I stare you down, but God, your skin is thick. What's it take to notice? Sure you can read my mind. Useless to me if you don't know the why or how. Or what my body needs. Give me something I can feel. Show me you can read my mind. Read my mind. Read my mind. Yeah, I hear the placebo for sure. By the way, both of these covers is how I was like, is he saying show me? <laughs> show me you can read my show to you can show to you can read my mind. I you know what? Shoddy I know there's at least once where I've said in my head shoddy. Yeah, man. Shoddy is a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Texas right. Duke, that was terrific. Yeah. Um I was really dig it. Let's let's uh, we've we found Jedmond Fish in the We past. have, yes. I laughed and Lindsay walked in and I was giggling and I said, "Oh, it's Jedman Fish, man." <laughs> he was in a backyard. Oh. Now he's indoors with a candle. Can't you feel my eye lasers hit? He dressed up too, man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love this uh, guitar work. Dang. Jedmond. Yeah, man. I like the the raspy voice. Yeah, uh, dude. I bet you. I bet you he's uh, he's gonna have a uh, a lady over later. That's why he's got the candle and he's dressed mm. up, man. Uh, let's watch this. This will be fun. Jed Mind posted his uh, meeting Jimmy at World from the Phoenix sessions. Let's watch Jed Mind. Oh, meet sweet. The band. Hey, what's up, Justin? How's it man? How's it going, guys? Going fucking good. Good. How you doing? Well, good to see you guys. You have a telecaster yeah. in the background there? Yeah. I do. Oh, so yeah, I recognize that one. <laughs> That's a piece of shit, man. Why do you <laughs> <laughs> Zach. 
that's a cool, good one. Yeah. How are the uh, surviving rehearsals going? Good. good. I think I think we'll be ready. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to Friday for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Nice. All uh, right. So, go ahead, Zach. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Um, I wanted to share the story with you guys, um, which is the main reason why I I wanted to do this, but. Um, I first listened to you guys back in 99. My old high school girlfriend put on Clarity and I had no idea who you guys were. And uh, the song Lucky Denver Mint came on. And I was just like, who are these guys? And why is this song so great? And um, the lyric, a dollar underwater keeps on dreaming for me, just stuck with me always from that point on. And uh, I am in a band right now and we named the band a dollar underwater because of oh, that cool. song, yeah. because of that lyric. So uh, you guys are always with me every single day. And, uh, you know, thank you for, for being such awesome musicians and for putting out such great music that really means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, I take it to heart. I'm getting emotional right now talking with you oh, guys. Man. Awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot, Justin. I appreciate that, man. Of it was course. good to do the picture for real. Yeah, for sure. Before we run out of time. There we go. Oh, yeah. um, how long has your band been together? We, um, me and my drummer, we've been playing since high school, so for like 20 years, but oh, this cool. particular band has been together for five years, so. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been That's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. We'll have to keep a lookout for you. For sure, dude. All right, nice meeting you, man. Take care, Justin. Take care. Thank you so much. Go Cardinal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun, man. That's awesome, man. Meeting. Yeah, I see some dollar on water music. Yeah, here. there it is. Let's Falling take a, let's take a listen right? real quick. Yeah, yeah. Copy link. Here she comes. Is this Falling Sickness? Oh, Glass Walls. Yeah, it was the first one I found. to say it's got like an afi sound <laughs> yeah i know right i was thinking uh, stop, it had a stop. little bend of taking back sunday too yeah like or uh, look at no, this shirt. story of the year yes that's it that's it look man he's got a night the 1975 shirt on yeah and a metallica one and i can't war tribe nation what is it war tribe nation 
Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought it said Bayside High School. I was oh. like, all right, <laughs> go Bayside. <laughs> um, sick. Yeah, man. Um, Jedman Fish. Yeah, bringing it like always. Okay, Rave DJ. What do yes. you have? So I did one initially. Don't like it. I did two mm. tonight that I think we could we could listen to both. One of them's called I, Enjoy yeah. the Devotion, <laughs> and the other one's oh, called I love that title. The night. The other one's called Nights on Devotion. Nights on devotion. Yes. What's nights on devotion? It up on the night on Friday. <laughs> Let's right. do that one real right. quick. Okay. Right. This is nights on devotion. No way it's good. <laughs> I hope this comes out. down and he's pitched so high up (laughs) this part's cool I don't hate it no yeah Much going on. Mine doesn't get good until about a minute in. Okay. <laughs> um, I mixed mine. I only did one. Devotion of Seasons. I mixed AFI, Death right. of Seasons, with um with this song. All right. And um, it uh, the, it was the it was the uh, the AFI song I th- was thinking of that sounded the most like this. However, it doesn't work great. But a minute in, it does some interesting stuff. So I might jump to it a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to jump to 50 seconds here. Gotta let Davy do Davy. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. All right, all right. Let's see if we can hit three, three for three with "Enjoy the Devotion." Let's give oh, it a little yeah, bit. This has got to be good, right? Come on. Yeah, it's Depeche Mode. Dave it's got gone. a good like beat. It's got a pretty driving beat. Oh, fuck yeah, dude! You did the extended intro version. Is this the music video? Yeah. 
Yes, dude. I dug that. Yeah, yeah me too. I listen to that. God, <laughs> Depeche Mode's so good. All right. What's the one that you said that wasn't getting good? Oh, gosh. It's Would you mix it with, at least? I was listening to R&B music while I was making pancakes this weekend. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> and you know that song, uh, were you a fan of En Vogue at yeah. all? So, uh, My Lovin', Never Gonna Get It. Yeah. So I, this time. Yeah, that's what I mixed it with. Want me to try it? Yeah, give it a shot. All right, here we go. It went straight to my page, so I've got to. There it is. Higher loving. Yep. I dig it, dude. good stuff in there all right justin what are your final thoughts on the song higher devotion by the band jimmy world i'm glad i gave it a closer listen again uh but if nothing else for the lyrics that now we know what he says instead of uh shoddy you can read my mind um <laughs> now we know that he says show me you can read my mind i like yeah. this i like this song it's not one that i would turn off it's got a little bit of an interesting intro but by the time you hit that end it's like da -na 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 -na. Mm -hmm. you just you think did i just get rocked <laughs> and also yeah yeah i like it man what about you so like back to the future part two did you just <laughs> take that guy's wallet i think he took his wallet um yeah i couldn't i i saw higher devotion i was like what the yeah, fuck exactly song is this and then i had a shit ton of listens to it and i knew every word and it was terrific it's a great song it's just not one i ever knew the words to like even Susie today when i played it in the car she knew all the words but i guarantee if i asked her what the name of the song was she'd be like i don't know <laughs> Read my mind, like that would have been my guess. <laughs> um, I'm surprised we didn't. It done, the Killers have a song called "Read My Mind," don't they? How we didn't mix those Read up? Read my mind, yeah. Um. So anyway, um. Yeah. Terrific, 
terrific song. Um, I'm going to say best song on Invented. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't remember any other songs. On I don't Invented. know, man. Cut and Stop uh, are pretty good. Whatever you say, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, in uh, just in the event that you find yourself uh, in need of some higher devotion, remember that you must also be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Ah!